You are listening to the IoT for All Media Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IoT for All podcast, the number one resource and publication for all things IoT. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon. If you are watching this on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. If you are listening to this on a podcast directory, please be sure to subscribe so you get the latest episodes as soon as they become available. On today's episode, we have Mahesh Varina, the president and CEO of Parkour SC. Um, They are a real-time supply chain operations platform company. They focus on delivering agility and transparency into supply chain operations to help companies drive strategic innovation and resilience, enabling timely decisions, boosting customer satisfaction, and uh, increasing revenue kind of across the board. Um, Lots of good stuff here. We we don't often have companies that are solely focused, I don't want to say solely focused, but um, are are hyper-focused in in one area, um, uh, such as supply chain, uh, which is a very relevant topic these days. So we talk a lot about different supply chain challenges. We talk about why resilience and the ability to anticipate adverse factors, course correct in real time, all that kind of stuff really matters in the supply chain world, um, and how leveraging technological innovation can make substantial and tangible differences in this space. So very relevant conversation these days with everything going on with supply chain issues. Um, And I really think you'll get a lot of value out of this one. But before we get into it, if any of you out there are looking to enter the fast growing and profitable IoT market, but don't know where to start, check out our sponsor, Leverage. Leverage's IoT solutions development platform provides everything you need to create turnkey IoT products that you can white label and resell under your own brand. To learn more, go to iotchangeseverything.com. That's iotchangeseverything.com. And without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the IoT for All podcast. Welcome, Hesh, to the IoT for All podcast. Thanks for being here this week. Thank you for having me, Ryan. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic to have you here as a guest. Um, I wanted to kick things off by having you give a quick introduction about yourself to our audience. Sure. Um, my name is Mahesh Virina, CEO of uh, Parkour SC. We're based in uh, Silicon Valley, California. Uh, company is about five-year-old company, okay. and uh, myself, my background, I'm an engineer by training, <laughs> turned entrepreneur, been in the valley 30 plus years. Last wow. 20 years, I've been doing companies. This is my fourth company, <laughs> and okay. uh, pretty interesting comp- array of companies I had opportunity to build in the security space. I took a, pu- okay. a company public earlier, so on. It's been a fun journey, for sure, it sounds like. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> nice. So, so what got you into, um, I guess, tell me a little bit more about, uh, I guess, start off with Parkour SC and then kind of where this, the, the company kind of developed from and, and the story behind it. Yeah, sure. So I got involved with the company, Ryan, about uh, uh, five years ago when it just okay. got started, four or five people. And uh, my journey itself in the company, I was began as an investor, then joined the board then about three and a half, four years ago, got fully hands-on involved day-to-day operations as a CEO. Wow. And uh, it's a, the company's history was uh, some of our founders, we came from a lot of IoT technologies. How do we kind of use sensors? This whole emergence of IoT, which you cover a lot, mm-hmm. has been very sure. interesting. How do you use this edge intelligence to really right. impact different applications? So that was the birth of the idea. Then... As you well know, you can serve many, many markets with IoT and supply chain seem to be a very natural fit with so many assets and products moving through. How do you get intelligence on these and how do you kind of build uh, insights for the operators and supply chain? So that was the germination of this uh, idea. And um, so from the idea and the evolution of the company to where it is now, 
tell me kind of what the company's focus is, the role you play in the space, just to kind of um, uh, give our audience some context. Yes. So uh, we define ourselves as uh, uh, we provide this real-time supply chain operations platform to manage uh, risk and volatility in supply chains, right? Through the pandemic, we've seen supply chain became a household word, uh, right? Uh, not having uh, toilet paper in your uh, local grocery store to you see news on CNN all the time, how much disruption has happened in the global supply chain networks. So really supply chains day to day, you might have the best plan laid out, but when you take it to operations, disruptions happen that's fact of life right small right. and large so how do you kind of predict or anticipate uh, these disruptions happening and the only way is understanding once you go to operations getting that ground truth data in real time and anticipating some of these disruptions the next bigger question is uh, disruptions happen that's a fact of life how do you minimize the impact of these disruptions or how do you predict uh, even better before a disruption happens and take care of it. So that's what our okay. software helps with to manage okay. that whole resiliency of uh, supply chains. And and as it relates to the supply chain side of things, are there any particular use cases um, uh, or like basically have deployments out in the field that you could maybe talk us through to kind of bring it all full circle of, of maybe a problem a company came to you with and then what you did to help solve that? Absolutely. So we, we uh, again, supply chains are in every industry, every sector. Right. One of our core focus, Ryan, has been the pharma industry, pharma supply chains. And uh, pharma is a $1.2 trillion industry. $500 billion of that is cold chain transport, right? Uh, these are vaccines, uh, clinical trials, material, insulin, or plasma, specialty medicine, so on. So one of our early forays into the sector happened three years ago uh, uh, with one of the world's largest plasma producers. And plasma has to be stored at minus 20 degrees from the collection point through its entire journey. And any infraction could cause a lot of material loss. And plasma is a rare commodity. You only get so many million liters a year. So how do you manage that journey for quality compliance, uh, uh, and they call it timeout or refrigeration. So measuring that using IoT sensors. So that was our first foray in. So right from collection centers to the transport inside the facility until the final drug is produced and distributed, right? So these are mm -hmm. completely sensorized. We get the data into the cloud. We have tools to manage the intelligence around it and give them all the single pane of glass for the supply chain layers to know what is being produced, where is it in its journey, and no excursions are happening throughout that journey. Absolutely. And 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 one of the questions I have, this is kind of moves it a little bit higher level here for a second, is the general public, we hear about supply chain a lot recently. It's been a very hot topic across many different industries, not just IoT. But can you talk to... Um, what are the biggest challenges you're seeing in the supply chain space right now? And it sounds like in order for us to kind of move forward um, and improve on supply chain, we need to take somewhat of a different approach to managing supply chain operations. So potentially even having you talk about kind of how things have been done and how things maybe are progressing or need to be done in order for us to see advances in the supply chain space to hopefully overcome a lot of the challenges that we're seeing now. No, fantastic. A great question there. 
So if you look at historically, right, start with the uh, second, latter part of your question and sure. we'll come back to the first part. Historically, if you looked at uh, supply chains and how they are built over the years, uh, first of all, they started spanning as global networks, right, from regional uh, sourcing all the way from sourcing to production to distribution. They started spanning as global networks. We see a lot of cha- uh, like uh, China, Vietnam, whatnot, right? From Southeast Asia, a lot of material flows, production, and then distribution back. So with that, the the way their uh, the software and technology is built, uh, by nature, it's a multi-stakeholder environment, Ryan. So you have this ERP and planning systems. You have MRP systems for manufacturing production control. You have transportation management systems for moving and logistics. You have warehouse management systems. So the industry is now these data silos and fragments of them, right? A lot of data fragmentation sitting in silos across this network. And then you add in not only your organization, you have your suppliers, your logistics providers, 3PLs and their systems. So it's become a complex network and data not really uh, stranded in these silos, if you will. So that's been one of the key challenges and getting accurate visibility. So companies uh, invested a lot in planning systems. So today you you get the best plan, but once you move into operations day to day, all kinds of uh, surprises happen. And planning happens on a monthly, quarterly basis. There your systems are record, systems of transaction, you need those. But now the focus shifted with the Amazonification of the world what's happening in operation consumer got trained and click click and you expect your delivery next day next hour why is that not happening in rest of the supply chain right so that's been the challenge that's now being attacked uh, building this and then with the advent of cloud and iot and all this aml and data science very interesting consumer technology companies solve this in a very interesting way so how do you bring that kind of cloud-based native cloud technologies to start streamlining supply chain uh, operation side is what is happening. That'll be a big trend. I mean, another buzzword for this is this digitization or digital transformation of supply chains, right? That'll be a, it's a long process. There is no overnight magic wand to do this because of all the fragmentation of data across. Uh, Back to your first part of the question, the challenges are, if you look at, uh, again, as a complex network, a lot of challenges from the sourcing side. Some are uh, incidental because of pandemic and closures of factories and ports and so on. They'll get smoothened out. But the supply side and and, uh, having predictability on that and then the production and distribution side. And a lot of them are interested in taking care of the customer experience. How do you make sure the orders can be delivered on time in full? How do you kind of deliver quality and compliance? Nowadays, sustainability uh mandates have really risen to the top how do you mm-hmm. uh, maintain esg so these are some of the challenges supply chains are dealing with capacity constraints now with the labor shortage more and more automation is being looked at right and uh, use the labor uh, talent pool we have for higher order decision making and then automate the workflows and so on so those are some of the challenges being addressed Ryan, i would say Absolutely. You know, I think it's fantastic. Um, I, I did want to ask, kind of, as we're thinking about these challenges and the new technologies and new processes that need to be put in place to help us move forward, um, it's getting ever more important to meet 
customer demand, fast delivery, you name it. What do you think are the biggest factors that companies need to be focusing on in order to do that well, whether it's resiliency, anticipation, um, real-time kind of course correction, things like that. What do you feel like are the biggest aspects that companies should be focusing on in order to meet that increasing customer demand for faster deliveries? Right. Uh, great question. So it begins with uh, having that data and visibility, right? So we believe, and there's enough data, disruptions happen. And if you look at the time to uh, mini, uh, react to this disruption or minimize the impact of the disruption or to predict disruption, there is enough data out there. McKinsey produced a report. Companies that are better prepared with real-time data from their operations right, are, are much better prepared in minimizing the impact of this disruption uh, as it happens. So question is, how do you get to this data? How do you normalize across all your fragmented systems? And that's where these cloud-based digital overlay systems are coming. And once you get that uh, data normalized and visibility in a real time, by the hour, by the day, by the uh, week, now you are able to kind of predict what's happening. And that's where your AIML kind of algorithms come in, whether it's a last mile delivery problem or a quality compliance problem or a sourcing side problem. So the way we are attacking the problem is we build what is called a digital twin of your supply okay. chain and model that. And then you bring in all this edge data and add intelligence at every node to be able to predict what's going on in your network. And now if with, armed with that data, you're able to make decisions faster uh, in real time, uh, right? As things are uh, manifesting and so on. And this way, it's a continuous feedback loop into your planning cycle. Uh, you have a plan, but what's happening in the ground truth, you understand, and then you are doing this continuous realignment of your plan. So that's where world is moving. And there are varieties of tools available now to do that. Totally. Um, and you kind of answered my next question in, in part, but maybe you can expand on it a little bit. Is um, you, when you were talking about the different technology components, talking about digital twin and, and other pieces that are really playing in, a role in making a tangible difference in, in, yes. in these situations in this space. So talk to me a little bit more about how leveraging technological innovation can really make a, um, a tangible difference in the supply chain space um, and what people out there should be thinking about. Yes. No, um, so you're spot on. So what's happening is digital twin technologies is one of the latest innovation really coming in. It's an architectural paradigm. It's very heavily used in manufacturing, modeling a car or a plane or something, right? Now we are borrowing that paradigm that's well proven and really building out what we call a digital twin of your supply chain network right from the source of your suppliers, your warehouses, your factories, your distribution, trucks, pallets, whatnot. Imagine it's like a virtual model of your network in the cloud, right? A digital model. Now that's paired up with all this edge intelligence data with all these, not only sensors, these are signals coming from airports or planes or ships or whatnot, right? Every moving part is sending signals, traffic, weather, a lot of contextual data is married to it besides all the transactional data coming from your own systems. Now you have a live digital twin is what we call. It's literally a snapshot of what's happening in real world with a slight latency. Given that there is intelligence, that's the first step. 
The second step is adding intelligence into this by putting whether a simple if-then-else rule or a business rule or a complex AI model to really predict hey, what could happen, uh, give you practical scenarios. Uh, let's say there is a thermal package in movement with uh, a, a critical patient uh, outcome at risk. How much life is left in that thermal package in its journey? If there is a decay, I want to know it now so I can put a mm. rescue package in play or take it into a cold storage or something. So those kind of algorithms are now easy to build, the intelligence piece. And the last leg, I would say, this is a underlooked, Ryan, but it's a very okay. important piece. Because of the multi-stakeholder environment, it's not just uh, me understanding in the company with a single pane of I want to collaborate and tell all my stakeholders they can see the same picture in real time on what's happening. So you can chat and all these tools are there now. But how do you make that? Uh, I, I call it extended enterprise collaboration happening. Right. So it's the twins, the intelligence and collaboration. That's the uh, future. And when you're talking to customers um, and and kind of out there in the market, how receptive are they to, maybe not receptive, but how how um, does this resonate with companies looking to solve these supply chain issues uh, internally? And is it something that is requires more education for them to see the value and understand the benefit? Or kind of how, what are you seeing as kind of the reception from, from the um, companies out there that maybe not be as deep into the tech and understand it as well as you do and, and your team does, but just, just out of curiosity, how is it kind of received? Yeah, no, great question. So it was an educational kind of sell two years ago before pandemic. Then clearly mm -hmm. the pandemic has risen supply chain more to a board level conversation, the C-suite, how do we make ourselves more agile and more resilient? So it's now definitely top of mind. Then a lot depends on the maturity of these organizations, where they are in their own journey in uh, supply chains and so on. But uh, of late, uh, this year, we are starting to see pretty much there is a digital program in most of these companies. Because yeah. uh, face the facts, right? The days of where you can sit and do long, three-year expensive projects to stitch all the systems, that era is over. They want very fast, agile ways to solve problems and so they are looking for digital digital solutions and a lot more receptive now i would say ryan absolutely yeah i think we've kind of seen that in a lot of different areas of iot um the evolution of kind of the education to the acceptance and adoption um it, yeah. it seems to kind of flow very similar to that um no this, this has been fantastic conversation um one thing i wanted to ask is is for the the people out there listening and and maybe are you know act, active in the supply chain space looking to to be able to figure out how to start their journey what do, what do you recommend that they do to um kind of start making these changes and start thinking about how to evolve their their operations and their technology in order to to move forward and um help some solve a lot of these challenges that we're talking about here uh, again, fantastic question. So it's a journey. So most of these companies, the way our experience has been, uh, there is clearly a vision we need to transform and uh, and they find a typical, what I call a burning platform issue saying, hey, uh, it's a revenue recognition problem. We have 150 locations and when our drugs get into a certain market, as simple as we are waiting on 
trade clearance documents, internal quality compliance, or customs clearance, workflows are multi-party problem. How do we solve this and make a revenue impact or improve our gross margin, right? So you have a burning platform problem. They begin with that and then say, hey, what are tools we can deploy uh, over and above our systems as a very quick, fast digital overlay to our systems and get some immediate results? So it begins with a simple proof of value or proof of concept kind of thing. Take a few routes and lanes, digitize them, and see some value. And once they have that, they're blueprinting that across their networks and say, okay, now double click and extend to uh, Europe and Asia or whatever, right? Uh, that's kind of the progression we're seeing, Ryan. And happening very fast. Projects start three months, boom, within a year they expand to, uh, and they're constantly learning and evaluating and improving the processes. And there is a bit of business process re-engineering in all of these, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very exciting to kind of hear about and see the, the adoption and, and the time to market change and kind of that time decrease in order to get things out there deployed, see the value and expand from there. So, so um, all, all great kind of insights and, and perspective. Really appreciate it. I did want to ask, this is unrelated to kind of anything we've talked about, but um, as we wrap up, I'm always curious to hear the evolution of, of companies and brands. And you all have kind of evolved from Cloudleaf uh, to Parkour SC. And tell me a little bit about kind of just that approach and, and decision and kind of what that means for you all, why you did it. Um, always interested to kind of hear that side of things. No, I have, uh, nice stories there, right? So, so as I said uh, in the introduction, the company began life as IoT sensors and we built sensors, gateways, which is near and dear to your show and really understanding. So Cloud Leaf was the name that came off of that, saying Leaf okay. is a sensor and cloud, and we're moving the data to the cloud, right? So mm -hmm. one of our board meetings, we sat there. It was very inwards looking and technology oriented. What we're doing is what the name was reflecting versus now what we're doing with the company serving our customers is, hey, how to improve the agility and resilience and innovation and growth in these companies. That's what we're really doing. We should name towards that what the solution is. So parkour happens to be a very interesting uh, name that we liked. Uh, it's a French word saying journey, moving goods from place to place. And parkour is also a sport. Uh, I right. didn't know it when I first, <laughs> which is a very, uh, there is a plan, you're agile and very athletic and there 100%. are a lot of obstacles and how do you uh, navigate through that, right? So it yep. really resonated with all of us. And that was the <laughs> naming and brand change, Ryan. That's very and cool. Our yeah, it's, it's, love it, actually, <laughs> they, they received it very well. Yeah, it, it sounds like it, it does. Uh, it's very accurate. Um, yeah, I don't know if you ever just Google parkour stuff on, online and watch kind of what it takes to participate in that sport, it's kind of a, a whole different yeah. animal. But, uh, but yeah, that's fascinating. I appreciate you kind of sharing those insights. It's always good to kind of hear those stories and understand how companies shift and pivot and change with the times and um, have a lot of exciting things going on over there um, that I, I'm very excited to kind of keep an eye on and just see how you how things progress and supply chain in general is such a hot topic. Um, hoping things can kind of get solved and, and improved um, in that space in t as, as a whole uh, just benefits everybody. So um, for our audience out there who wants to learn more and kind of stay in touch and, and just get a better sense of everything going on at Parkour SC, what's the best way to do that? 
Um, reach us on our uh, uh, website, parkoursc.com. That's the easiest. There's a lot of information. Um, okay. Yeah, love to reach me personally. Send me a mail if you have questions. mvirina at parkoursc.com. Uh, always happy to help. And uh, thank you for this opportunity to speak to Absolutely. you on the show, Ryan. Yeah, it's, it was great to have you on here. Um, a very timely topic uh, right now. So, so really appreciate you taking the time to share the insights. Um, great to learn more about the company. Would love to find more ways for us to work together going forward. And we can expand that um, uh, in the future. But other than that, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. I think our audience is going to get a ton of value out of this. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Take Thank care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on the IoT for All podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at ryan at iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them as a future guest. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.